1: Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts.
2: Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app, and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante.
0: Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. We've only had one game between pod records. It was bad. It featured what looked like a catastrophic injury, but might not be. It featured another loss to a divisional opponent. Of course, the one Yankees bugaboo they can't get rid of. The AL East is still not treating them well, which does not make me excited for our first Red Sox series next weekend. But I guess we'll worry about that when the time comes. Sox, Yanks, and Rays all lost on Tuesday night. So it could have been worse. But once again, the injury to Corey Kluber is the focus here. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We'll be more than happy to answer that. So the Kluber MRI is going to be the focus of the first portion of this podcast. And let's face it probably the next uh, portion of the podcast to post break, just because we are still sort of in limbo. We are dealing with a person who uh, has not thrown significant innings in two years. And so knowing that they are having sort of whether this is a major injury, if this is a major injury, obviously that is something that has to be addressed, but if it's just build up concerns, then they're going to have to take the foot off the gas pedal here. Anyway, whatever the conclusion it's not good for the Yankees immediate future. And it might be bad for the entire rest of 2021, but Before we dive too deep into that breaking news, we have a pubic service announcement. This breaking news is on the same plateau as the Kluber stuff. These are equally important things. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. That's innovation right there. It's available for purchase as long as you live in the USA and Canada. So all of you Philippines residents looking to buy your lawnmowers, Get a USA, get a PO box, Cayman Islands or something. Join over two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. I tried the 4.0; I've been blown away by the performance as well as the multifunction on/off switch, which can great engage a travel lot created for people who love to travel. I've got a 4,000K LED spotlight which I can turn on and off when I'm doing my business, and guard lengths ranging from sizes one through four. I'm a one-man. If you're a four-man, God bless you, but do not come to my beach. I'll be on the Cape. Don't join me if you want to join those 2 million men who trust Manscaped that we've got 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off free worldwide shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast not a happy Tuesday, slightly happier Wednesday morning. Things seem a little precautionary at this juncture, but once again, we won't know anything until Corey Kluber gets his MRI results. And I saw this coming during the early innings of the no-hitter. I'm sure you did too, because that's the way life works. You don't want to build up his arm too much, make him do too many things. But he got through it at only 101 pitches, kind of felt like we dodged a bullet there. And then, of course, uh, we did not.
1: Yeah, well, I was the idiot who thought that that was his first outing over 100 pitches. That was his third outing over 100 pitches. And now we're looking at a little shoulder issue after just three innings immediately following the no hitter. Um, I'm glad that I'm not glad that he's injured. I'm glad that this, this is the precaution that's being taken. He did not feel right. He made the call to remove himself. I'm sure he's looked at the Yankees injury situation over the last three years and he goes, nope. I don't feel right. Uh, we're going for a fucking MRI. You are not. The medical team is not telling me when I'm going for an MRI. <laughs> I'm getting this MRI. You're. It's being charged to insurance. Hal, so suck it. Um, Fifty-eight pitches through three innings. It really wasn't a whole lot, but uh, the location was not there. The the crisp wasn't there, um, and uh, it, it's it seemed weird. Uh, Higgy after the game was talking about how uh, Kluber was very erratic in the first inning and he just thought it was normal. And then it kind of it, it didn't really improve as much as he thought it would have over the next two innings. Um, and, uh, you know, we, look, we initially you're concerned about this on the surface. Very worrisome because you're like, great. Kluber had a shoulder injury last year. And by the way, we thought he had shoulder surgery last year. I will be the first to admit that I was found fully, that out last night yeah. fully under the assumption he had underwent season ending. surgery. I know they shut him down for four weeks. Uh, the Rangers after he had thrown one inning for them, he was shut down for four weeks with this uh, tear in his shoulder, uh, a grade two tear of the, the terrace major muscle uh, according to Brian Hoke and, um, and he was shut down for four weeks. And then I guess in the rehab process, he wasn't good enough. He, he wasn't healed enough to come back in 2020. Uh, I was fully under the impression. I don't know where I thought I had read that, that he underwent season and sold shoulder surgery. But he did not learn that for the first time last night. Um, so you're sitting there. You're like, great. So he didn't undergo surgery. And now this could just be this previous injury acting up again because it wasn't fully repaired and he went the rehab route. Uh, Yeah, I guess a reason to be worried. But then again, wouldn't we also be worried if he had underwent surgery and then there was already a problem with him enduring these injury issues after just 10 starts this season? So either way, it's a worrisome incident. Uh, Nonetheless, it does make you feel better that Kluber after the game spoke to the media, which is kind of uncharacteristic. When somebody when the Yankees when somebody on the Yankees gets injured, they're just exiled to a random room in the stadium and they're blocked off from the media, and you will not hear from them. Uh, Corey Kluber spoke to the media after the game, uh, talked about how his shoulder tightness that he experienced on Tuesday night was very different than last year's uh, pain in his shoulder when he tore that muscle, um, and I guess it was a symptom that he was just unable to get his arm loose uh, heading into his outing against the Jays last night. Uh, We saw that issue with Justin Wilson in spring training. He couldn't get loose before his debut or his second outing or whatever it was. Um, And then he quickly hit the IL with shoulder tightness. uh, Hoping that is what we're dealing with here. I will Mm -hmm. never be happier to hear a 10 day IL stint for shoulder inflammation in my life if this is indeed what it was uh, for Kluber, because we, after what he's done this year, it's shown us that uh, if he can be a, a, a portion of what he's been over his career with the Indians uh, in this uh, in this season with the Yankees, then that changes the entire game for the rotation. Shut him down for two weeks. I don't care. Uh, he could use the rest. Give Davy some starts. We have the guys. We have the arms to get it done. Um, I know the offense hasn't exactly been promising over the last couple of weeks. The pitching has largely carried us, uh, but the offense will come around. We know how that works. Um, nonetheless, here and there, some things to worry about Kluber, some things to be optimistic about. Uh, we'll know more today when he gets this MRI and the results are revealed. So uh, hoping for the best.
0: Yeah, it's 2021. You're, you're not going to get through the season without pitcher injuries. Also, that's just not how baseball works. Like teams end up using like 11 starters during the season. Like that's just, that's kind of how it goes. So like Yankee fans complain about injuries because we've been besieged by them in 2018, 2019, 2020. I get it. I I don't like injuries either, but Yankee fans sort of have this mentality where, and this is what all fans do, but when somebody gets hurt. After like a month of health, somebody gets hurt and it's like, here we go again. Here we effing go. We're the only people this happens to. No, we're not. Injuries happen throughout baseball. Look at the Mets. The Mets lineup is insane. There's nobody in it anymore. Um, Like the Yankees are not the only team battling injuries and specifically not pitcher injuries. So at some point, Garcia was going to make starts. At some point, Michael King was going to make starts. You just want to avoid the catastrophic season ending injuries as often as you can. So it looks like Aaron Hicks probably going to be out for the year. Kluber, like you want to make sure your rotation is ready for the fall. That's what you want. If that requires somebody missing a month and a half in the middle of the season, then that's okay. Um, It's not great, but it- it's okay. So you hope that the Kluber thing really is precautionary. Once again, it is promising that he spoke to the media yesterday and didn't duck into a tunnel. Giancarlo Stanton still quote, might be a player for us at some point. Like, mm-hmm. That's what happens if you're mysteriously injured. You, you might be a player for the Yankees at some point. Corey Kluber, uh, said the most words he's ever said in one sitting in his life on Tuesday after the game. Yeah. It looks like we signed a smarty too. We signed somebody who feels discomfort and pulls themselves instead of feels discomfort, never acts on it. A month later is like, should I get an MRI? I've been telling you that I'm very injured, right? Why am I still pitching? And then they get one and then something is bad. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, you never want to see you never. I'm not acting like it's great. It's not wonderful that Corey Kluber left the game and pulled himself. It's not wonderful that he has to go for further testing and, and imaging and all that stuff. But it's certainly been handled better than I think we anticipated Yankees injuries being handled and the gloom and doom surrounding the first half hour without Kluber was to be expected, but maybe did not merit uh, exactly what we reacted. Um, I, I think the situation still needs to play itself out. Um All that being said, obviously, luck had to run out at some point. The Yankees have won six games in a row, swept the White Sox. That was pretty cool. Went on the road, took three straight from the Rangers. Offense was still not in high gear, but they were getting bounces and they were getting timely hits. And of course, it all evaporates against the divisional opponent. The first time they face an American League East team, down the toilet. Um, Once again, the Rays and Red Sox lost, so nobody gained any ground on Tuesday. Nobody lost any ground, except for the Blue Jays gained on us. They are certainly a team that belongs in the AL East mix despite the fact that they're 500 now they're going to get George Springer back they've got Yunjin Ryu who we're not going to see in this series a lot of star power the depth is not there in Toronto but they have the offense and these superstars to make noise all summer long and so you knew they were they were coming into this series remarkably cold they blew crazy game after crazy game to the Red Sox and Rays this past week at home although home is Florida for now so not a real home they were coming into the series as cold as possible. We weren't as hot as possible. We'd won six straight, but in some of those, we didn't look, you know, unbeatable. We, we weren't blowing teams out. We were just managing to win baseball games. We won two straight games, 2-0, and then won the game after that 2-1. Uh, that's not dominance. That's just victories. Um, so you kind of sort of felt that it was going to turn around at some point and become aggravating, and of course... Kluber does not he get to be Kluber in this game. He's hurt from the jump, and he only pitches three innings. Flad Jr. takes him deep. He leads the American League in all of baseball and home runs. Of course he does, and from there it sort of unravels. Um, I don't know if this was a, a portend of bad things to come. I just know that, of course, the first bad game in a long time was an AL East battle, as they've all been so far whenever the Jays or Rays or sometimes the Orioles come to play.
1: Yep, 5-11 against the Rays and the Jays this year it's simply not going to cut it. Uh, You got to beat your divisional opponents. Uh, Am I hoping, do I wish it was, do I wish it was 11 and five? Sure. That's probably not realistic. I'd like it closer to 500 Um, and just ridiculous fucking stat here. Uh, I mean, I, I, every time I look at this, I'm speechless. Most home runs versus the Yankees since 2018, you got Trey Mancini with nine, you got Xander Bogarts with nine. You got Renato Nunez with ten. You got JD Martinez with twelve, and you have Randall Grichuk with sixteen. Mm-hmm. Sixteen. Not only that, and uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. It, it is an MVP candidate. I, I don't know what else needs to be said. He is seeing a beach ball every time the pitcher releases uh, releases a, a pitch from his hand. It, 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 he's seeing he's seeing every pitch before it, it, it's halfway uh to him at the plate and he's destroying everything he hit that home run off Kluber he had two home runs uh on Monday against the Rays uh unconscious right now this guy is so um let's turn it around Yanks we can't be we can't be doing 5 and 11 against the 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 third and fourth place teams in the division please or the I guess yeah no we're third right yeah we're, we're currently we're third, third. Yeah, we but, can't be- but everybody's something
0: I mean, the Yankees yeah. and uh, the Rays are now a half game up on the Red Sox. who yeah. are a half game up on us, but it's fake half games. It's the the lost column is the same. Uh, AL East is going to be good, man. I don't I don't know what else to tell you. Like I don't need to convince you of that. Like we all know that. Um, the the fly in the ointment was you know only three teams maximum can make it out of the postseason into the postseason in the AL East, and there are four teams with you know there are three teams with great records, and then the Blue Jays are lurking around 500, but I think everybody thinks they're talented enough to be among that top three. I think they're more talented than the Rays, but the stupid Rays are currently in first place. I obviously think they're more talented than the Red Sox when, when both teams are fully healthy and at their peaks. I've made that quite clear, though the Red Sox have devil magic managing them and the Blue Jays do not have any special spark as far as far as I can tell. St- stupid Blue Jays, that's your biggest problem. You're trying to survive on talent alone. The Red Sox have bribed Major League Baseball to change their schedule around, and they have cameras pointed at all areas <laughs> of the field. So try try, try again next year, Toronto. Uh, I guess that's your problem, if you were even still technically a Toronto team. Uh, but there are four teams in the AL East that merit consideration. The, the Orioles are probably the worst team in baseball over the past couple of weeks. Um, I didn't, I didn't think they were, I thought they were decent as well. Um, they are not looking that at this point, they're sort of, the wheels are falling off there, but there are four teams in the AL East that are going to make noise and maximum three can make the postseason of any kind. And two of those teams that make the postseason are making the stupid one game playoff, which is not real. Uh, and it's going to knock a deserving team out very quickly. Oh, by the way, the Oakland A's and Houston Astros are both probably deserving of playoff spots too. AL Central, I don't think the Indians are very good, but that's, you know, I guess the Indians are good. So of all those teams I just listed, you know, Yankees, Rays, Jays, Red Sox, A's, Astros, Indians, White Sox, uh, a couple of those teams are not making the postseason no matter what you think of them. And uh, yeah, you hope to not be on the outside looking in. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, another challenge awaits us on Wednesday night. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't get any easier. The the Yankees, that first pitching matchup was probably the the biggest mismatch, although obviously Corey Kluber is still not his old self. I don't think you could have trusted him to fully shut down the Blue Jays lineup in the same way that the five starters, you know, Kluber, no hitter, and the four starters that came after all did shut down the opponents uh, to a ridiculous degree, in fact, not allowing an earned run in any of those games. But Kluber, Steven Matz, I mean, Matz needed to be at his absolute best. Kluber needed to be at his worst. And they both were. Matz was insane. Kluber left injured. And so now, Yankees are down one game in the series, and Alec Manoa is starting on Wednesday night. How long is Alec Manoa going to go? I don't know. But I do know that it's his major league debut. 23 years old. Burned up AAA like a, like a tire spinning out of a parking lot. And in spring training, he faced the Yankees twice. Uh, went three shutout innings in one start, struck out seven to uh, two, sh- two uh, innings in the other start. Give up, I think, one hit, no runs. Uh, he struck out nine and in five innings. I remember the three innings start where he made the Yankees look like trash. Again, if he throws a three innings start on Wednesday night, then that's advantage Yankees because the Blue Jays bullpen is not very good, as they proved many times in, in the past week or so. Uh, they lost David Phelps for the year. They lost Kirby Yates for the year. The guys out there beyond Romano or maybe not. The dudes again, Rafael Dolis gave up a ridiculous stupid, insanely dumb home run to JD Martinez that still has me off the rails like a week later. Um, If you get to the bullpen, the Blue Jays are at their weakest point. Uh, So maybe Manoa can only go three or four high energy innings. But based on what we saw this spring, those innings are going to be for real. You know, that that team he dominated did have Mike Talkman and Jay Bruce, but there were also starters on that on that in that lineup, and he plowed through them. So combine the fact that This guy's legit good with the fact that the Yankees don't hit guys making their major league debut. And you really have to try to raise that pitch count Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't even matter what he did in spring training. The Yankees just cannot hit players that they've or pitchers that they've never seen before. Especially Probably
0: players, hitting. too. Honestly, <laughs> <Probably> Wilson, <laughs>
1: the, the Williams, Williams <laughs> the studio. Yeah, if
0: he, he came in. I don't think we'd hit him either.
1: Oh, yeah. So uh, that, that that's an eye test thing. You don't need you don't need to go back in the Rolodex of the stat, the, the stat binder to know that the Yankees do not hit uh, pitchers who are making their MLB debut or pitchers who are, you know, on their third or fourth start that they've never seen before. Um, so they're going to have to pick it up because the offense, once again, as we've talked about has not been overly impressive, the starting rotation and the bullpen have largely done their job over the last two weeks to kind of extend this, uh, MLB, but be- it's still MLB best streak, right? They're like the 22 and 10 or something. Um, yeah, that was their 10th loss since yeah.
0: that awful. Str- I think they're 23 and 10 pretty okay. good. good. Yeah. Team.
1: Yeah, we'll take it. We love it. Uh, th- still, There's still some question marks. You know, Luke Voigt is is still off to a slow start. Uh, not his fault. He's coming back from knee surgery. Uh, he had a late start to the year. Uh, bummer what happened to him in spring training, but he's batting just 182 and slugging 250. Um, and uh, I know we liked, we love Higashioka. I love Kyle Higashioka, but his average is down to 200 now, dude. Um, And Gary Sanchez is also still not doing what they want him to do, even in his, uh, I guess, more limited reps that we thought the platoon was helping him out a little bit. Um, I guess it has in some respects, but when you're slashing 174, 302, 339, I don't know how much evidence you have there to kind of support you. Clint Frazier, though he's picked it up over the last two or three games, which is certainly encouraging. Still hitting 183, uh, slugging 330. Um, I Gardner, same thing, 202 slugging 260. Rugnet Odor batting 165, slugging 342. So, uh, a lot of problems here. And of course, we didn't, why did we not, we did not dive into Stanton yet? Uh, because, yeah, let's, let's probably because we're just talking about it amongst ourselves and, 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 uh, having our heads about to explode and people on Twitter have the audacity to be like, Oh yeah, dude, why don't you relax and chill out? It's like, dude, I'm not, not relaxed. I'm just going by what the fucking team is telling me. The team is telling me he suffered a quad injury. When was it a week and a half ago? Two weeks ago, whatever it was. Oh, he's day to day. It's not gonna not gonna be longer than than a couple days, dude. Might play tomorrow. Yeah, yeah just the, scratch right before yeah. the game. Then it's yeah. Then it's uh. You know what? We're gonna give him a couple more days. He might be a player for us in the Rangers series. Okay, might cool. be a
0: player for us.
1: That's cool. Let's see him during the Rangers series. Maybe at the end of the Rangers series, a four-game set. Maybe we see him for games three or four. Who knows? That's that. That's okay. Nope. IL stint. Okay. Great. Now, John Carlos Stanton's on the IL. Now we're talking about. Here's a target date. John Carlos Stanton has a target date. This is according to the It's Not according to me. This is not according to what the 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 IL uh, stint tells you in terms of when he's eligible to be activated. Yes, he was eligible to be activated yesterday on the 25th. However, the Yankees called that the target date for him to return, which was the beginning of the Blue Jay series. Once again, Giancarlo Stanton not activated, not in the lineup. They said he's going to run the bases and hit yesterday and see where they're at. So I do I appreciate the, uh, the cautious nature? Absolutely. But then again, don't tell us along the way that Giancarlo Stanton is okay should be back soon, will come off the I.L. when he's eligible, probably, and then have none of those things be true. That is the problem with Yankees' injury issues. It's not that injuries happen. We know injuries happen. Injuries suck. Every team deals with them. Like you said, look at the Mets. Look at the Phillies. We have we have Joe Girardi pulling an Aaron Boone with Bryce Harper, completely lying about his status, and then Bryce Harper ends up on the I.L. So uh, every team deals with this, but the Yankees more so than most handle everything just incorrectly. Like Joe Carl Santon has a quad injury. Great. The Yankees are on fire. Just throw him on the IL. Just tell us that you're gonna figure it out and we you don't know when he's gonna be back. I think less people would be apt to freak out if there was just a more clear timetable or there was a more there was more clarity in regards to what's happening as opposed to you just jerking it is jerking the fans around because you don't have a clear answer and you are giving false hope as to when somebody's going to return. We want to see John Carlos Stanton back in the lineup. Surprise, surprise. He's probably the best hitter on. He was the best hitter on the team at the moment. He was helping the offense go when a lot of other guys were struggling. So, yeah, it'd be great to have that guy back when the starting rotation is pitching well and when a lot of other guys on offense are struggling. So fans are naturally going to get excited about that. And then you're just pulling the table. uh, You're pulling the rug right from under them. Each and every time it's now happened three times. So it's not me being paranoid. It's not it's not Yankee fans being overly uh, s- triggered by injury news. It's the fact that there is misleading information or unpreparedness when addressing the media about these injury issues.
0: Yeah. How excited were they to have Kluber to talk about yesterday? Like before the game, they were like, Stanton, you know, he's still got some things to work out. He's going to hate. It's going to run today. We're going to see. Um, you know, it might be very soon, might be tomorrow, might have already happened. And the reporter raises his hand. It's like, it didn't though. It didn't already happen. And they're like, yeah, you got us. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't already happen. Um, but they, you know, had no interest in talking about Stanton. I don't know what more he had to work out. Um, if he'd been hitting and running this whole time, I don't know why he still had more to do. Um, they celebrated two walk-offs and a no-hitter this week during his IL stint. He was jumping up and down with everybody trying to get on Aaron Judge's head after the walk-off walk. I don't know. Maybe it's just load management. Maybe he's, you know, just got this nagging soreness. I, I really don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to rush him back because when you do, something else happens. He, he's a master at compounding his own injuries. That one time in 2019 where he like slid into third base for no reason after just coming back from an injury, and then they were like, "Oh, now he has another crazy thing." Yeah, no, it got way worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, egg on our faces. We didn't think it could get way worse, but then it did. Um, so he is, he is a mystery wrapped in an enigma. I'll take him back whenever he wants to come back, but you're right. He, you know, the day he was scratched from the lineup, he was supposed to, Aaron Boone was talking about him playing the outfield. Aaron Boone was like, you know, I, I love Stanton so much. I think I might put him in the outfield. No. 20 minutes later, Stanton says he can't play. He's, you know, got to be scratched with some quad pain. Then he might be a player for us. Then he's not going to be a player for us. Then he's on the IL. Then his target dates to come off the IL is May 25th. Then not only is he not off the IL, but we don't really even get a clear update on what's going on and when soon is and when we might see him. And then we get also the dad news that DJ LeMahieu is a dad. Didn't play yesterday. Don't know when he comes back, but whenever it is, good for him. He's a dad now. Luke Voigt's going to be a dad this weekend. Probably going to skip the Detroit series. Uh, it's a decent series to skip if you're going to skip one. The three-game, once again, the three-game road trip to Detroit for no reason. In between home for Toronto, home for Tampa, home for Boston, go to Detroit. God bless. I don't, I don't know who drew that up it's the same people who gave the Red Sox, the Orioles 35 times in the first 38 games of the year. <laughs> they can build up a little cushion um, and somehow no John means starts. And yet we're, we're going to give you the Orioles. We're going to, we're going to make the schedule. We're going to bake in that John means is tired. Whenever you two face each other <laughs> ingenious work done by major league schedule makers. Um, but it, yeah, the Yankees and and Rays and Red Sox are all in a cluster. The blue Jays prove they can hit, they're way out of a paper bag this week. They're, they're pretty good. Um, so you're going to want your best players back as soon as possible to try to get some separation, especially when the Rays and Red Sox are on the horizon. Um, this is just me throwing stuff out there. I would say no Stanton in the rest of the series, no Stanton in Detroit, and then we see Stanton for the Rays series.
1: I would, yeah, that's, that's probably the safe bet. Um, if they're unsure if he's going to come off the day he's eligible, that probably means it's going to be another week just based on uh, what we know uh, this team has done over the last three, four years with injuries, especially with Stanton and Judge, whose, I guess, lower body injuries are among the most mysterious in the history of the field of medicine. Uh, there's no way to diagnose these things. There's no way for them to tell how long it will take. Uh, Stanton didn't undergo tests, right? There was no he didn't undergo an MRI or an extra, I don't think or, so. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah so I don't know whatever hopefully hopefully he's just okay and they're just giving him rest same thing with Kluber hopefully he's just okay a little bit of fatigue they gotta shut him down do some uh, maybe some extra stretching some give him a nice massage up there give him the manscaped. you know he he can figure things out uh one thing that I want to touch on uh that's just it's pissing me off and it has nothing to do with the actual Yankees it has to do with the fans and I just backed everyone. I backed us and all the guys about the injury stuff and how, you know, people call us out for being paranoid and whatever. Um, I'm done with the fuck Altuve stuff. Unless we're facing the Ash.
0: Oh, me too. Jesus I'm Christ. just like, the come Knicks on game. The,
1: the next game. They did it. We're doing it last night against the blue Jays. Like guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was funny to a certain point. Uh, it was great doing it when they were in our, when they were in our house and we stuck it to them and won the series. Um, I, it just don't, I don't need, I don't like the Astros. I hate the Astros. I, I don't want to be thinking about them when we're trying to beat a team that we can't beat in the Toronto blue Jays. Um, let the Dodgers fans handle it this week. They're in Houston in front of a packed, uh, house at mid it made park. And, uh, they actually did a good job of kind of taking over a, a section of mid made park last night, chanting that the Astros were cheaters. They had a couple of inflatable, uh, garbage cans, which was great. Yankee fans, just please shut up unless we're playing the Astros because this is the, this is the ammo that Astros fans need where the idiots on Twitter will be like, Oh man, we're living rent free in your head, dude. And you can't even beat the blue Jays. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It looks like we're dumb enough to be uh, d- thinking it's more important to be trolling the Astros on a random Tuesday night than to actually beat the opponent in front of us, which, which we cannot do because the blue Jays have has stuck it to us all year so far. So Let's not do this. We'll save it for later in the year when we go to Houston. If you guys want to go on to Houston, I'm all for that. We'll save it for the playoffs if we face them. Just enough with the regular season bullshit against a team that is not the Astros that we're playing. I don't need to hear it anymore. It's done being funny. It's three weeks overdue. And uh, there's just so many other creative things we could do by taking shots at the opponent that we're actually facing that day.
0: Don't get me wrong. It's it's fuck out forever. That guy sucks. Yeah, but you don't need to. You don't need to tell him they're not watching. They're playing a different team. Uh, yeah. Trey Young had the right idea when he told the garden crowd to shut up. Maybe he was sick of the Altuve stuff, too. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's terrible. Don't do it. Don't do it at basketball games. Don't do it in the eighth. It's like when it's like when Mets fans and Red Sox fans join hands and do oh, Yankees God. suck at some city field game in mid May when the Mets are getting trounced 13-0 and they're like, my brothers, come join us and say the Yankees suck. Like the Mets fans, the biggest weasels getting stomped on. They don't care if their team's winning or losing. They would love to say that the Yankees suck. Don't be that. Don't make Altuve think of you. And by the way, the Houston Astros, 26-22, and 22, not in first place, not in the playoffs right now. Now is not the goddamn time to be thinking about them. You're right. Dodgers fans took over Minute uh, Maid Park first full capacity game of the year yesterday and it was like all Dodgers fans at least it looked that way they were waving goodbye to Houston fans as the game got out of hand <laughs> late that's awesome we should do that when we go to Houston it clearly tickets are available uh Houston fan you know Dodger fans probably it seems like Dodger fans stepped in they were like can I pay money for this ticket and an Astros fan was like I'll trade you my best steer and then the Houston ticket office was like yeah we'll take money from Dodgers fans thanks so we can do that too we can take over the stadium that sounds fun Uh, but until then shut up just yeah stop stop doing it win baseball games I don't mean to be I don't mean to be a hater but yeah win baseball games. That's it for this edition of the AXCO Yard Podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review. Drop us a mailbag question inside that review. We'll be happy to answer it. We'll be happy to answer it. What a fucking week. How about you chant happle at me instead of (laughs) chanting fuck Altuve at Unrelated Games. Until next time, I'm Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weiner.
1: And I'm Thomas Caradante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. You can also find us on yanksgoyard.com. Plenty of fun articles there. We got trade speculation. We're connecting the dots. We want to hear what you have to say about it, too. You can talk to us on the official Yanksgoyard Twitter account at YanksgoyardFS. And until then, folks, let's try to get a series win against Toronto. It'll certainly feel good. And we'll talk to
2: you next on Pizza Friday. Yeah, we'll see you then. Let's hope things are a little better. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corrient.